Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930. WBEN, before the news, you heard the first part of our interview with County Executive Mark Pullenkars. Here now is the second part of our interview with County Executive Mark Pullenkars. Again, if you missed any of this interview, if you missed any of our first two interviews of the show, available on demand at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. Here we go, part two of my discussion with County Executive Mark Pullenkars. Mark, another thing that we're hearing a lot about throughout the country, our newsroom's doing a story on it today, and that is rainbow fentanyl. Uh, What are we seeing when it comes to rainbow fentanyl in Erie County? Well, I don't know if you call it rainbow fentanyl. I mean, that's a specific derivation. Uh, we, We have fentanyl in many products, unfortunately, that are sold illegally on the streets. Uh, one of the biggest problems we have is uh, cocaine that is spiked with fentanyl. Uh, there's fake prescription drugs which are spiked with fentanyl. So people think they're buying a prescription drug on the black market, like let's say Adderall. It's not Adderall, it's fentanyl. and It can kill a person instantaneously. There's the, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard or seen, there's a effort that's being made by a lot of agencies across uh, the region that uh, one pill can kill. Well, the same thing is in this case with like rainbow fentanyl. It's it's meant to like a kind of a appease and, and get kids hooked on it, thinking it's like candy and stuff like that because it looks like a pill, it looks like candy, but it's a drug. Uh, we just remind everybody that the Erie County Department of Health Anti Opiate Task Force is working very hard to save lives by providing Narcan free of charge, by providing fentanyl test strips. So if you are a cocaine user, and we're really trying to highlight this. Uh, cocaine in this area is spiked with fentanyl. When I talked about this during the pandemic, people thought it was funny, created a meme, wash your hands, don't do cocaine. Yeah, well, it's not really funny because people are dying in Erie County who may have used it once or twice because they think it's a party drug. It's, they're, not a, they're, they're not a drug addict. They're not uh, somebody who's been dealing with a heroin addiction for decades, but they occasionally use cocaine at a party. Well, that occasionally using cocaine at a party can kill them because it's spiked with fentanyl. Uh, Prescription drugs that are fake are spiked with fentanyl. These rainbow fentanyl pills that are meant to look like candy and stuff like that, it's fentanyl. And fentanyl is instantaneous death with just a few grains of it. So we want people to know you can call our Erie County Department of Health uh, at 858-2929. Uh, and you'll speak to one of our representatives, and you can talk to them about COVID issues, but you can also talk to them about uh, getting a, 
us uh, to send you out uh, Narcan or fentanyl test strips if, if you need it, because we want people to live. Oh. Yeah, we don't want people to do drugs, but we, we know people will. So if they do, we want them to know that we're here to offer services that you can use yourself to help ensure that if you do use drugs, uh, they do not contain fentanyl. Have we seen, you know, the opioid issue in Erie County kind of dip since the, uh, you know, in the height of the pandemic, we saw a surge in opioid use all around the country. Have we seen that begin to dip in Erie County? Well, it's changed. Uh, It's not the traditional, uh, I got hooked on pills after I had an injury type person. It is uh, more hardcore and it's also tougher because it's the cocaine issue where individuals don't consider themselves as even taking a drug. Well, it's just cocaine. It's not a drug. It's a drug. (laughs) It's a stimulant. But if it's spiked with fentanyl, which is a depressant, which causes your body to basically shut down its breathing ability, uh, it can kill you. So it is tougher because it's tougher to reach people because they don't think that they're at risk. They're like, oh, I'm not a pill pusher. I'm not somebody who's shooting up heroin. I'm just using a party drug. Well, that party drug can kill people. And I'll give you an example of it. There were two individuals, a male and a female, in the town of Chictawaga who were using cocaine at their kitchen table, which was spiked with fentanyl. They took it at the same time. They both died at the same time. And they were found like a day, day and a half later when a family member went looking for them. They were both hunched over the table. They had both died of an overdose, not from uh, using heroin or not from using prescription drugs that were spiked with fentanyl, but because they just partied up with cocaine. There were the two of them. They ingested at the same time and they died. That happened in the town of Chictawaga. And, and those are people I can tell you, I can't tell you who they are, but I do know their age ranges and they were in the prime of their life. And those are two people who have who died and families who lost two loved ones that shouldn't have happened because they just were partying it up with a drug that they thought was harmless, that would give them a quick high. Instead, it killed them. That's why we need to take this seriously. And it's changed. It's tougher to reach those individuals because they don't think they have a problem or something to worry about when, in effect, they could be the next person who's hunched over a table with a line of cocaine uh, that they just snorted that killed them. Yeah, I I think we all know someone or know someone who knows someone who's been uh, affected by this, uh, for sure. Now, Mark, we are entering the midterm election season, and you being in politics yourselves, you, you've got your eyes on politics all throughout the country. Uh, as a representative of the Democratic Party, uh, what are you looking for come November? Well, certainly uh, locally we're focused on our, our gubernatorial race and electing Kathy Hochul, the first uh, upstate governor, really, and the first Buffalo governor in nearly 200 years. Uh, we are focused on that. I feel very good about uh, Governor Hochul and, and her chances. We're looking for a big turnout in Erie County in support of her. Uh, she is our favorite daughter, and she's been very good to us since governor. On the local level, uh, uh, countywide, of course, there's the clerk's race, and uh, I am supporting Melissa Hartman, the Edentown supervisor. Uh, she's uh, been a, a good partner with me and working on a number of issues, uh, not only as supervisor, Uh, but I expect as a clerk, she'll come in there and clean up some of the problems that exist in the clerk's office right now. Uh, So those are kind of the two big races that we're seeing locally. Of course, there's state, senate, and assembly. But then on the national level, 
Uh, I'm one of the executive board members of the National Democratic County Officials Association, so I get involved in a lot of races nationally. And, of course, we've got the battle for the Senate and the House. I believe the Democrats will hold the Senate. The House is a toss-up. Uh, the, the, of course, the, the Dobbs decision uh, allowing for the restriction of abortion has changed the entire dynamic of this race. And races that maybe weren't so clear-cut for Democrats are, are definitely fallen in the Democrats' favor. There's also some really big races for secretary of states uh, across our country. Uh, one of them, my, my friend Adrian Fontes, is running to be the secretary of state of the state of Arizona. Now, why does this matter? Well, the secretary of state is the individual who oversees the elections in those states. We have the board of election here in Erie County and the other counties. They don't. They have a secretary of state and they oversee the election. So uh, if, if, if you want to support our democracy, then those are races you should be keeping an eye on. Even Time Magazine just did an, uh, a cover story about those individuals who are running to protect democracy. And I know uh, Adrian is running against someone who is an election denier and, and thinks that the election was stolen last time when e even the Republican county recorder for Maricopa County said, no, it wasn't stolen. Joe Biden won Arizona. So you got to have people who are out there going to protect democracy. As the president says, you can't just be in favor of democracy and elections when your side wins. You have to admit when there's a loss. And I've worked on plenty of campaigns myself where there were losses. And you sit there and you're disappointed about it. You're not happy about it. But you realize that's our system we have. There's a winner and there's a loser. And if you're a loser, you have to graciously admit defeat and work together with the winner to ensure that there's a good transition And uh, because it, then you better the whole community, the county, or the country. Uh, we've seen that wasn't the case in 2020 with the presidential election, uh, but that needs to be the case regardless of the office, whether it's town clerk, uh, secretary of state, governor, senator, you name it. Uh, the only way our democracy works is when people uh, trust the system, and we have a we have a fair system. But people need to understand that just because your candidate loses doesn't mean the election was stolen. It's as simple as that, and that's why those races matter. And I feel Democrats are going to win a lot of those races uh, on the democracy issue itself. Mark, you know, you talk about the political parties, and there's obviously a political division that I've never seen. Now, I'm only 34. That I've never seen in my lifetime, as bad as it is, you know. Uh, I mean, you've got people that literally hate other people just because of their political party. I mean, we see it on social media more than anything. And, you know, you mentioned 2020. There are people who still, two years later, uh, say Joe Biden didn't win. And in 2016, there are people that said Donald Trump didn't win. Uh, how do we get out of this divide how do we start working together you know because i get off social media i get out of out of here i go you know to have a drink i go to meet up some friends and it's not as divided as it seems in washington dc in albany on twitter how do we get out of this how, what's the step to to just hey you disagree with me politically but we can still like each other we can still have respect for each other uh, i think that's exactly the point is that you don't have to agree on everything And uh, that doesn't mean that you hate each other. I, I've always said the only time you support a candidate 100% on, on the issues is if you are the candidate running for office. Uh, even, even in the Democratic Party, there's candidates I like, and I don't necessarily think that this person's right on this issue, issue or something. Uh, what I think people under, have, under, 
have to understand is there's politics and there's governing. You can disagree in politics. You can have a debate on the issues, but you have to understand that in the end of the day, someone's going to get elected and you have to govern and represent the people. And that's what we do in county government is we, we work with each other. We may not always agree on the, the proper outcome, but we work to try to create a better community. And what I've unfortunately seen recently, especially on social media, are the anonymous sites, the anonymous, the trolls, as you say, or bots that are just uh, they're created electronically and they're programmed to say things and they're not a real human being. And then people see that and they think, oh, yes, that person's just like me. Well, it might not even be a person. It could be a bot. What also scares me is the, the sharing of false information, uh, information that is readily you can confirm is false, and yet it constantly gets shared. Uh, I actually had a conversation recently with a, a fellow county leader from New York State when we had the New York State Association of Counties in who swore to God and made a bet with me that something that, that, that a, a child in his county was allowed to pretend they were a cat and to bring a litter box into the classroom. And I was like, that is not true. And he was like, I swear to God, we made a bet. And then we, he confirmed afterwards, and we confirmed that, no, it wasn't true. He saw it on social media, and he apologized. I said, that's okay. I mean, but that's the problem. This is a fellow county leader. This is somebody who should know better. Because you can't bring a litter box and let a child do that kind of business in a classroom. It's against all health laws. But someone posted on social media, and he saw it, and he believed it. And he's like, look at these crazy liberals allowing a kid to say they're a cat and use a litter box. Well, it was false. The problem is people see that and they believe it, and it, it brings up heightened uh, expectations of we need to stop this now. I have to admit I was very disappointed uh, by uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene's most recent statement saying that Democrats want to kill people and they're out there killing G uh, Republicans. That's just false. We can disagree on issues, but that doesn't mean we want to kill you. Uh, I mean, I've done, and you know, because it's been published, I dealt with death threats. I, I've had all kinds of issues that I've had to deal with. Why? Because I made decisions based on the best available information to protect the public. You can disagree with me on that. I understand that. That's part of our political system. But you can't make death threats to say we're going to shoot you or we're going to hang you because you dislike the decision that was made. Uh, that's where the last few years it just gone off uh, the cliff. It, it wasn't like that. And unfortunately, it's being driven by anonymous accounts. People can say whatever they want anonymously and not be held responsible for it. It's being driven by bots, and it's being driven by false information that gets shared. And it, it, it's tough to put the genie back in the bottle once it's out there. Somebody like, thankfully, my fellow county colleague admitted he was wrong, that the thing he saw on social media was false. Uh, and I'm glad he did that because there's a lot of other people who will never admit it's wrong, even when it's proven to them. And, and that's part of the problem today. Well, Mark, you're right. We, we have our, our disagreements. Obviously, you and I have had a few uh, disagreements on uh, social media, but, you know, I, 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 I hate to see it when it gets to something more than just a political disagreement, which we've had in this country forever and will continue to have. Um, but, you know, me personally, not to editorialize on Hardline, um, but you know, I think people from both parties really need to uh, to step up and um, I'll continue asking those questions. Mark, I am, I'm happy that you were able to join me. Give me two segments worth here for Hardline. Um, one more question before I let you go. Uh, Kenny Pickett's making his first NFL start in Buffalo. What do you predict on Sunday? Oh, I predict is a Bills victory. All right. Easy enough. I like that. 
Yep, I, I'm not going to go by uh, numbers or anything like that. Like uh, who's uh, who's going to win by how many points, other than the Bills are going to win. All right, you heard it here first, Mark. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope to do it again real soon. All right, Joe. Take care. That is our interview with County Executive Mark Polencars. I'd like to thank the County Executive for joining us uh, this week. And as you know, the County Executive and I we we've had our political disagreements, but that doesn't mean we can't have a conversation, uh, especially on Hardline. And I thank him for joining us, and I hope uh, he will join us again in the near future. If you missed either segment of that interview or our interviews with Congresswoman Claudia Tenney and her challenger, Stephen Holden, you can find those on demand at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. I'll be back here tomorrow at 2 p.m. filling in for Tom Bowerly. Hope to talk with you then. Hope you have a great Sunday afternoon. Go Bills. I'll see you tomorrow at 2 on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.